I wanted to find out, in, in the way that you conduct surveys like this, it's, it's very important about how you structure the questions, right? I mean, as a journalist, I know that's important for me as well. So how, how do you go about asking South Africans these questions? Um, so we have a questionnaire committee, actually, that looks into the question that we're going to ask citizens. And uh, there are wide issues that we also need to consider when talking about a questionnaire that need to be subjected to a quantitative research like our survey, we are, which are public opinion. So the questionnaire committee looks into the questions. We also check what are the prevailing environment in Africa because our surveys are done in Africa. Now we are in 35 countries. And then we construct questionnaires. So like the very first ones were done in 1999, we sort of keep some of them so that we are able to track. But the bottom line of it is that uh, we have a questionnaire committee that consists of, uh, you know, a whole range of issues, even um, academics in it, you know, civil society members in it as well. So they sit together and check and also able to see whether those questionnaires can be subjected into a quantitative survey because sometimes you might come up with a questionnaire and realize that it cannot be subjected to a quantitative survey. So this is what we do in terms of, you know, crafting the real issues. And also in some cases we even invite, there are cases where we invite, you know, stakeholders within certain country to craft questions question that speaks to their environment. So when you're doing survey like in South Africa, apart from the generic questions that uh, apply to all 35 countries, there are specific questions that we ask that just apply for South Africa. And for us to be able to draw those insights, we do a consultative a consultation meeting with stakeholders within South Africa. We invite the media, we invite civil society, we invite academics, and they come and we discuss and say, we, what, what are the issues uh, that are, mm-hmm. you know, within the country that we need to subject to a quantitative survey? So, I mean, and, and already included in the survey. And, and now what your findings have been is that premiers uh, enjoy the highest levels of public approval. South Africans' approval of President Jacob Zuma's performance has dropped from 64% in 2011 to 36% this year. 60% of South Africans believe the president is ignoring laws, often or always, and the president enjoys the worst rating among all elected leaders in the 21 years of democracy. It's also important who you ask these questions to anyways. I mean, and, and in what language do you ask them those questions? Okay. So we ask ordinary citizens. These are purely public opinion survey. Our mandate is that we cover all the regions, we do what we call nationally representative sample. So if we're in South Africa and we want to administer the Afrobarometer survey, we sample, our sample is 2,400, but the sampling is a, a truly reflection of the population demographics in that particular country. So for South Africa, we consider province, for instance, we know how Teng is the largest province, about 24% of, um, of, of, of our residents um, uh, stay in, in Hauteng. So they, our, our symbol should be reflective of that. Then urban rural as well, we also consider racial groups. So we make sure that there is representation in all these, in all these um, uh, age groups. In terms of the language, the standard question is English, but what we do is that we translate the instrument into you know, the basic uh, local languages. For South Africa, we had the translation of about six languages. We had uh, um, Tosa, 
vision, we had African vision, we had Futu, we had um, um, we had Twana, we had Venda, and also the English, and also we had Paddy. So our general rule is that we translate to 5%, you know, language that are spoken by 5% of the population should have a translated vision. Mm-hmm. So we tried actually to make sure that, you know, when even we are asking citizens, they are able, you know, to understand the issues because we translate the instrument into a local language questionnaire and we cover all the provinces, even the very remote, deep, remote areas, mm-hmm. we're able to access those because what we want is that at the end of the day, our symbol should be a true reflection of the citizens in South Africa and we are able to say this is what South African are Well, that's an important point anyway. So how independent is Afrobarometer when it produces this research? You get your money from the World Bank, the U.S. Agency for International Development, Mm -hmm. U.S. Mm -hmm. Institutes of Peace, Transparency International, Mm -hmm. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Mm -hmm. How independently Mm -hmm. do you produce this research? Um, Afrobarometer is truly uh, independent. Uh, Our surveys are done by us who are in the network and we work with the local partners like if we are doing survey in South Africa, we work with a research agent in South Africa. If we are doing survey in Lesotho, we find you know, a research agent in Lesotho to fill the survey for us. The donors support us financially but they don't you know, like in they don't they don't have interference in terms of what we're saving. They don't have interference in terms of our analysis. They, uh, you know, they provide us with financial support. We have, as I said, we have, we have a questionnaire committee that, uh, you know, check the instrument. We have so many people within the network that ensure there is uh, quality control in terms mm-hmm. of the, uh, the research itself. So we in the project are able to do that without interference. And anyway. we work with the local partners outside.